0: The ah, uh. oh,
1: radio, the <laughs> yeah, big, mystery big, the us. Mystery all around us.
2: Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Halex, And it is us in the studio today, and we've come all prepared with a topic that got us chit-chatting so much on the way up that we decided we needed to put it on ice because we wanted it to be fresh. <laughs> for being live on air. As we were getting carried away. Yes, super carried away. We are really into this topic. Before we dive into it, I would like to take a moment to respectfully acknowledge that we are broadcasting from the top of uh, Burnaby Mountain, which is the ancestral and unceded lands of the Squamish, the Coquitlam, the tsleil and the Musqueam peoples of this land. And what that means to me is that it is important for me to root into the fact that as a settler, um, I don't own the history of this land and that the traditions and the ways forward are held by the people who have been here for millennia and that they have more wisdom on how to take care of this land and to regain its balance than I do, bottom line. And so my ears are wide open. And today we are going to dive into a topic that, um, well, it's juicy because it's kind of taking something on its head. I mean, there's a whole lot that's talked about. We will read blogs about it. We see it in advertising all the time. It's just become an expectation that we pursue joy and happiness as a function of being human. And I was reflecting today during a session with a client because um, we were talking about how joy as it's commonly understood to be can feel quite unattainable to some people a thing that they've never experienced it can feel like a word that is representative of something that they've never had access to and so we, we really dug deep around that for a while because we have to say joy is marketed to us, it's Not only through advertising means, but even through, it's there in structure of society in the U.S. uh, Constitution, the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, right? It's sort of written right in there that this is our orientation. This is what we're, our be all and end all is, is to seek to experience happiness and joy to the maximum. And there's even a sort of an expectation that that should be our baseline. Like that's our that should be our working state, walking state, <laughs> everything state. And yeah. that, you know, if you slide into a depression, it's because you're sliding out of happiness or, or joy. And what you're supposed to be. Yes. Yep. And then, um, I mean, it, it does sort of beg you to wonder, well, if happiness and joy are meant to be our natural baseline state, mm. what's the high then? Yeah, because that's
0: already a high.
2: Yeah. In a way, yeah,
0: um, and some people would say that joy is the highest state of happiness. Mm-hmm. You could say well, maybe, maybe
2: euphoria or whatever. But um, I mean, there's there's a real thing when when people are are dealing with depression. I know one of the main strategies in in facilitating the treatment of depression beyond uh, medicinal interventions is to help individuals reconnect with what does bring them joy or pleasure mm-hmm. and when we say that word I think maybe we need to go into definitions for a bit here I right we so. bandy yeah. these words about all yeah. the time what does it mean so now I'm doing a quick google yeah. joy and how do we know when we're
0: feeling happy mm-hmm. and I asked somebody once what what they were looking for in their lives um, and and this person said to me happiness mm-hmm. Um. And and I was thinking that obviously meant that that person didn't feel that they were that happiness was accessible to them, mm-hmm. and so that that gave me pause to reflect back to myself. Um, do I am I looking for happiness? Do I feel like I have it? And I know that and be, made myself aware of this when I when I was posing this question to myself that. I don't actually sort for happiness. Mm-hmm. I sort for, I think, alignment, feeling in alignment with that which is me, mm-hmm. that is an, a natural expression of what I consider to be my gifts, my talents, the things that make me feel a sense of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. A sense of making a difference, but that's what I sort for. And when you say sort for,
2: that's meaning like what you're Well, that's what I'm assessing. looking for
0: and assessing, yeah. And
2: this is yeah. like you're measuring yeah. sticks. Yeah,
0: So if I'm not feeling that, then I notice it.
2: Right. But if I'm feeling all of those things, I think I feel happy. So the happiness becomes like the side effect or the additional yeah. experience. yeah. It's that, like if you open oh. all your
0: windows, then the light comes in. Right? <laughs> right so right. if all so my windows being open has to do with me doing mm-hmm. what I feel most in alignment with. And then then the happiness shines in the windows. Right. So I've right. got my windows open, mm-hmm. kind of thing. A bit of a weird metaphor, but
2: <laughs> Yeah, I kinda I kinda get you. So I've pulled up definitions here of both yeah. joy and happiness. Yeah. So joy, uh, is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. And the synonyms we've got delight, great pleasure, joyfulness, jubilation, triumph, exultation, rejoicing, gladness, glee, exhilaration, ebullience, exuberance, mm. elation, euphoria. These are really extreme words. Like I'm seeing like outside edge words. Mm. And when I think of if if I'm to look into myself and say you know when when have I experienced joy like this is <laughs> like the that extreme kind of joy mm-hmm. yeah. I can say that I have, Mm. it's not an, I wouldn't even say it's an every, not even an every month thing, not Mm. to be that on that outside edge, but when I say that I'm not feeling a lack, Mm -hmm. um, personally, Mm. it's a thing that I have encountered here and then and boy is it heady when it comes and sometimes it lasts for a, a, a small period of time in a day, sometimes it lasts a while longer, almost like being high on something. It can take, you know, some time and it can come from natural, mm-hmm. internal, plus external, plus plus kind of situations. But it's definitely not a thing that I, you know, find myself falling into all the time. And if I were trying to have that experience on a even a weekly or even a monthly basis, I think I'd probably get pretty frustrated because the bar would probably move. I don't know that I've ever found it by going to hunt for it exactly or or engaging in an experience that was going to bring that to me specifically.
0: Mm. That's not your, that's not your goal. It's a,
2: maybe a byproduct of how you're living your life. It's like something I've stumbled into here and there. Yeah. Again, kind of along the lines of what you said, if I am engaging in being my strong self aligned self, determined self whatever like sometimes yeah oh i thought of another song we could play today too (laughs) maybe we'll pull that back anyways woo. sorry brain going all over the place so look at the uh definition for happiness (laughs) happiness is the state of being happy what i'm cracking up here is the example statement or a sentence that yes. they put it in. Yep. She struggled to find happiness in her life. They <laughs>
0: can't even use That's this. not very useful. So, But that tells me that even, even in terms of how we define the word, we're not really... It's, because that's a totalism, right? Right. We're, we're, it's a word defined in terms of itself, which doesn't really <laughs> tell you
2: anything. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, sy- synonyms for this. Now, this is interesting, because these are some of the words that came out during this discussion I was having earlier today. Contentment. Mm-hmm. Pleasure, satisfaction, cheerfulness, merriment, gaiety, joyousness, joviality, glee, uh, glee, blitheness, Mm -hmm. carefreeness, gladness, good spirits, lightheartedness, well-being, and then felicity. I like that is showing up in there felicity I, that's one of those delicious words it's not a word that's used yeah. very often these days i actually named a business of mine felicity because it's a word that i find great pleasure in it's that happy but well, it comes from Latin, coincidence right? that does it i yeah, don't know i yeah. mean most everything does in english doesn't it well and there's <laughs> a,
0: yeah there's a french word felicitation. Right. There's Which is and, like it, a, and it also is in Spanish, so I'm assuming this is a Latin Felicidad, based yeah. word. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well and, and the and especially <laughs> within
0: the, here.
2: <laughs> especially within the English language, felicity has to do with sort of a happy coincidence. It's, it's along the lines of serendipity, right? The the um mm-hmm. um things have come together very well. And it's like good luck sort of thing happening within life and bringing good things. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a sense of ease around the felicity of something happening. I like that that has shown up as a synonym under happiness. I feel like by looking at these synonyms we're actually Mm -hmm. starting to get more helpful rulers Mm -hmm. measuring Mm -hmm. sticks for this, this elusive concept that we're ostensibly all meant to be striving to experience on a daily basis and yet i think even that expectation is setting us up for a lot of frustration and disappointment now if we were to say change change the word happiness you know it, instead of saying are you happy to say are you are you feeling content or yeah. are you feeling um tear free
0: yeah or did something give you pleasure today?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. This this alters the, the measuring. Mm-hmm. This measuring stick is really important because we are doing it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're using it to compare between others and ourselves. And I think this is where words like joy and happiness, because they're used so frequently and... We tend to use them when we may be in one of those higher states and shout that very loudly. But we're not necessarily saying much in the times when we're not having an extremely positive experience. And so it can give the impression. It's like only sharing good pictures of ourselves, right? We can get the impression if we listen or look to the things that other people are talking about, that these are the, the walking states, the normal baseline states for other people when really... It may not be quite that way. But then again, perhaps um, feeling satisfied, feeling um, a sense of accomplishment, feeling that we have been effective in using our skills or talents to do whatever we feel we're here to do this day. We might have had moments of that within a day. And I'm starting to wonder if it's these things are like the gem. These are the gems, to, I mean, to honestly have a moment of contentedness, mm-hmm. that feels so nice to me. Yeah. I, I, just considering when I feel content. It's, again, not an all-the-time thing, but I will have glimpses of that, and they tend to come in a, in a, in a moment. I'll have a, a poignant moment where I realize, oh.
0: But I also think that as we live in a hurried life, mm. at, at, in many cases, a frantic pace, that right we keep up in the world when do we have those moments to even notice what we might be feeling so i i know that i i notice these things when i'm out in nature mm-hmm. when i'm uh walking from a to b without uh being in a worried that i'm going to get there on time state right Right? If I've left myself enough time mm-hmm. and I'm walking through the neighborhood or standing around waiting to connect trains or whatever it is, I'm more likely to notice, to, to, to have that pause within which to take stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we pay more attention to what we sort for.
2: Yeah, so this so is, it is... It
0: has a lot to do with what our expectations are, right? Yeah. If I have an expectation that I should be feeling happy all the time, then maybe I notice the things where I'm not feeling happy. Right. I don't know, but but I do think that we... That we um, give attention and energy to that which we notice yeah so what happens around noticing these things because I think that's what you were talking to your client about today is does does that client sort for moments of contentment mm-hmm. or pleasure or satisfaction or feeling that they've made a difference yeah. or and if you sort for those things then Maybe you notice them more. If you notice them more, then maybe they take, up, they t- they, they have, they take precedence mm-hmm. in your life as opposed to having this feeling that you're without something that's essential.
2: Well, if we have this idea that uh, joy is where we, what we want to be experiencing, what we should be experiencing if we're healthy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. successful in and. the world... Normal
1: yeah. and, and you're quality, using air, whatever else, air, quotes, uh, air right? quoting yeah. it. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, if joy is what we're wishing for, mm-hmm. this exalted, exulting state, and we do have, let's call them occasional, but frequently occasional moments of contentment, of pleasure, of satisfaction, mm-hmm. of um, feeling uh, glad having lightheartedness if we have moments like that but we when we are in that moment are looking again to well but i'm everybody else seems to experience this joy thing i mean i'm feeling this but i'm not feeling joy so then it's sort of the i want to call it the cup half full but i don't even think it's quite like that it's not really like it's on on a spectrum mm-hmm. it's it's um it's like a mislabeled
0: yeah, it's kind Beaker. of like we feel like we have to be in it all the time, or not.
2: Yeah, something's broken if we're not if we're not accessing it on the yeah. regular.
0: Yeah,
2: hmm, I think we've set ourselves up for some failure there.
0: Yeah, and I'm also thinking like maybe it's maybe moments of joy are like punctuation in a sentence. Hmm. Maybe it's in the commas. It's in the. It's, it's in the hyphen where you pause. Well, and again,
2: for being cautious you know? with the word joy, since joy is actually describing yeah. a, a an really, exalted state. Yeah. yeah. So, so the moments of contentness, the mo- moments of peace, the mm-hmm. moments of feeling connection, the yeah. moments of feeling um, value and contribution and appreciation and all of that. Um, those absolutely can come like commas <laughs> even through any any kind of day if we're looking for them and I'm, I'm thinking of this in terms of so if joy is like the diamond but we've got all these other gems, but we're not recognizing them as gems because they're showing up. we're, we're only sorting for diamonds. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't acknowledged the semi-precious stones here. And yet we sort of have an ex- expectation that even the semi-precious stones, like feeling content, feeling pleasure, feeling um, lightheartedness, like that should be as common as sand on a beach. <laughs> and then, you know, then we occasionally find the diamonds here and there or we come, come across them. Well, then we're taking for granted these gems. And actually, those can be really rolled around in and enjoyed and treasured and allowed to expand because and, and, they are really delightful feelings. I was, I was, this brings to mind
0: to me, I used to play solitaire a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't played it for years, I realize now, but I used to play it a lot. And somebody said to me once, Why do you play solitaire? <laughs> And I said, well, it's sort of contemplative, and it it puts me in a state where one part of me is occupied, and the other part of me can go floating off somewhere else. And and but the but the really important part of this was, they said, um, so what happens when you win? Because <laughs> most of the time when you play solitaire, you don't win. Yeah, because you're playing against yourself. Uh, what happens when you win? And I said, oh, well, I'm not really interested in winning. <laughs> it's the
2: process. That's it's more the process enjoyable.
0: of of trying to work this puzzle out. That's the contentment for me. I'm not really the the winning is neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Usually, if I'm playing, I used to play it before I go to bed at night. And so, if I won, then I went to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it but it's it made me realize that really in my life, I'm interested in the process of getting somewhere more than I am in. The destination. The, the destination. Because once you've reached the destination, then you just need to set an, a new destination. Right. I don't spend a lot of time hanging out in that place going, woohoo, look, I managed to get here. And and, and maybe I should. I don't know. But, but for me, the joy, the pleasure, the contentment is in
2: the act of getting there. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's time for us to play one of our songs. It's a little bit early, but I think I'm going to take this deeper in in another direction. So let's stop for a song. Um, (laughs) I pulled up. I pulled up an old school one (laughs) from my teenage years. You sound like you're feeling guilty about it. No, I'm feeling giddy. I'm (laughs) feeling pleasure. I'm looking forward to this. So I've got Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock with Joy and Pain. So, those of you who uh, were in high school in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, sing along with me while we take a listen to this. Joy and Pain. We'll be back in the studio in just a few more minutes and we're going to talk more about joy and happiness.
1: raw bass make it. I get ill, you know the deal, cause this is how the raw bass fit. And if they could, I don't knock the way they perform Cause I like to see a good show After that, go play CeeLo, you know Cause I'm the leader, no, I'm not a follower And MCs like you, are swallow So don't look and try to judge me Because you think that I'm another MC
2: You're listening to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. We just took a listen to uh, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock with Joy and Pain. I had to do some grooving. Bring back some of my '80s moves back in grade eight and grade nine when that song.
0: <laughs> was so that hot. reminds me about dancing for joy. Yeah. Right. This. This. what I was thinking about when do we refer to joy? Right. Mm. The, and and. One of the things that moves me to joy is there are some pieces of music, and I can't even say what it is about them, Mm -hmm. but they, they often make me feel like dancing um they they can make me cry but happy tears like joyful mm. tears for no reason that i know of and and dancing for joy is another one it reminds me of Snoop, Snoopy's supper dance in the <laughs> peanuts cartoons right this this cuz it's like the <laughs> epitome <laughs> of joy um so what, like what is it it makes me curious about what are those things in our lives that make us feel what is easy to identify as joyful Mm -hmm. right or happy
2: (laughs) like what are those things I I just I just remembered I was in the grocery store earlier today and there were two little ones maybe five and four in their cart with their dad and they were singing a song about ice cream they were making it up I love ice cream and they went, I love ice cream too (laughs) and I thought this and was, they were happy. Yes. Yes. This was, and there's, there yes. was a simpleness to it, and mm-hmm. maybe there's something to be said for um, not, n- n- not needing an emotion to be uh, absolutely all encompassing and allowing or even the, definable, the co- allowing the complication of you can feel more than one thing at once. Yeah. Like you yeah. may take great pleasure in this m- mug of coffee or tea because it's really doing something good for you. And that can be joyful. Yes. It doesn't mean that you're off in this elated state. No. Oh, man. I was saying to you on the break the while that song was playing that the idea of being in a state of joy for a long period of time sounds freaking exhausting to me. I don't. That doesn't actually sound appealing. <laughs> I would feel so exhausted. It, yeah.
0: I, I agree. I mean it because it I mean it generates energy, but it also is a high energy state. Yeah. So it's
2: I, I'm actually quite happy. I mean, I can uh, having moments of something that is approaching that is lovely. And it makes my heart feel... I, I usually use words like, oh, my heart feels like it's too big for my body.
0: Yes, and you're putting your hand over your heart if <laughs> yeah, you say that, like, right? Oh. And we talk about heartfelt and...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I feel like I'm yeah. just glowing or every fiber of my being is tingling. tingling. Yeah. And um, yeah. there's that... Uh, um, I gave you a card once. It said, you make me shoot rainbows out of my fingers. <laughs> you yes, remember that? Yes, yes, <laughs> That was by that um, uh, we had her on our show before. We had her before. on our
0: show and she's wonderful. They were rabbit, rabbit cards. That's right, yes, They're, yes. They were just um, fantastic.
2: Anyways, yes. the idea there of situations or people or specific things that we encounter can it can be like little trigger points for joy but it doesn't I mean I can imagine experiencing things like that for a moment it's like a moment that's there and it's delicious it's wonderful it's like this wonderful morsel of it's like eating a chocolate that you really love and then and then dipping back into sort of whatever is the regular things and I I allow that to give me energy and give me momentum help me feel focused and to enjoy life. So enjoying is different than being joyful or even yes. necessarily feeling like I'm happy. I wonder what the
0: N means in enjoy, because it's the yeah. root of enjoy is joy,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: But it's it, it would be like being in a perpetual orgasm.
2: Oh God, exhausting. We, c- we couldn't, we
0: couldn't sustain it. Right? Well,
2: there's, and that reminds me. I actually did read about, um, a, I think it was a dude who had a medical condition, and he, it was just mm-hmm. constantly orgasming. He was I've, I've heard of people like that. Super yeah. exhausted and yeah. and not pleasurable. This is mm-hmm. the thing where something that. Uh, these things too much don't pleasure become, is not pleasurable anymore. It's, very it's like true. too much
0: fantastic rich food is not good for us.
2: You know, I just said that if if I eat a delicious chocolate, it's like this wonderful morsel, mm. but if I have to eat 50 of them, they're going to be ruined for me. When it's I, not going to When feel I was great. in Munich, the the woman who was showing us
0: around Munich took us into this little tiny confectionery shop. They actually call them Konfektarei. Mm. And uh it was full of all these handmade marzipan pieces Mm -hmm. and there was one in there that was called it was named after johnny depp and it was called the nipple (laughs) and i had to have it and we each got to buy we were gifted each one of us with one of these right and and it was about 11 o'clock in the morning and we were hungry and so i ate this thing and It was delectable, (laughs) but it was one. Yes. It was one, and And I didn't actually need 25 of them. Mm. One was perfect. I walked out of there, and I felt like I had been treated.
2: So this is where the concept of savoring is coming back again. You already hinted upon it, that when our life is too busy, too full, it becomes very difficult to... Connect with those moments in which we can find the spaciousness to a first recognize that we're feeling something that's positive, mm-hmm. um, b have enough time to sort of think thoughts about it and savor that and allow it to fuel us in whatever way that is. Mm-hmm. And boy, you know, I've started to I've started to run across something in a few different states uh, news n- n- reports or posts or wherever, this idea is starting to come out that one of the perhaps most fundamental changes that we need to step into in order to quite literally save our world and ourselves right now is to stop working so much. We must turn this around, turn our our idea of economy inside out, turn our idea of what work means inside out, basically to slow the F down. And be more present, be home more, create more, grow more, nurture more. And I'll tell play you what, more. play is going to and enter dance. into that. Yeah. And we have bound ourselves and, and this world up into this state of frenzy and heat and action. And it's I I was getting attainment. this visual of remember the doozers from Fraggle Rock? Yes. Yeah, they build yeah. up. And then the fraggles would come through and just eat it. Right? But the doozers would just build up and up and up. I feel like we've done this with our whole economy and and how much of our economy and our jobs exist because of other work that is mm-hmm. just we're just sustaining the work. It's like this yes. freaking tower of Babylon going up to nowhere yeah. and and we have shot ourselves in the foot or so. So if we make a fundamental shift like this on an individual and a societal basis, we're going to stumble into some happiness and some quiet moments of joy and satisfaction because we're not running around like chickens with our head cut off. I remember when I was in university, we were, um, I
0: was studying hospitality and tourism and so recreation is an important part of that because we're, that industry serves people who are recreating. And so they were trying to define what is recreation, and they were trying to look down the road into the future. And so I was studying this in the late 70s. They were trying to predict what recreation would become and and how many recreational hours there would be for, for individuals in society in the future.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And they were talking about the idea of um, unemployment and employment and and recreational time. So what, what made recreational time? And, and they were also looking at, in 1981, we had a recession. And so there were people, more people without jobs at that time. So we had this fundamental um, uh, imbalance in our society between people who who still had their jobs but were overworked and people who didn't have any job at all. Mm-hmm. And and neither one of them is sustainable because if you don't have a job, it's hard to enjoy yourself and recreate because mm-hmm. stress, pressure. Distress and pressure Lack and you of- don't have enough money to do it with and and you don't have any freedom and all yep. that kind of thing. Or and in some ways you have too much freedom. And on for the other end of things you have enough money but you but you don't have any time. Right. So this and I wonder where our happy Medium, if you'll pardon the use of the word "happy," where our happy medium is going to be in terms of balancing things out, so that everybody, more people are employed doing
2: less. Well, and employed again. This and what this and word, what are we
0: employed? Yeah. Towards. Because right? employ
2: just yeah. means to use. Yes. Right. Yes. And so what when are we you are, using
0: it for? What purpose?
2: Yeah, yeah. When we are employing. Our minds, our bodies, our hearts, for the support of our families, for the support of our communities—that is employment. Yes. And
0: yes. And we can be employed in that sense. We can be employed creating. Mm-hmm. We—I mean, we could paint. We could.
2: So this is like we have a fundamental. I mean, this is something I think we've talked about before on the show, or it's been mentioned by other guests. We have—we have a problem with valuing busyness and certain kind of roles. Right? Like so uh, what success and I'm using air half-hearted, again. <laughs> half-hearted air quotes here because yeah. I just can't even put much energy into calling this actually success. Yeah. But our idea of what success looks like in Western um, capitalistic society is you know a nine to five salaried yeah. with benefits Um, You get your vacation, not in the home. Not in the home. You
0: go out to it.
2: Yeah, and and you're 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 making the stockholders, shareholders happy. Uh, It's kind of irrelevant what impact the the whole. Company or organization is having on the environment. That's not your personal consideration. Your job is your and job. You don't have any
0: power <laughs> to influence it anyway, or yeah. you feel you don't.
2: And so you yeah. are considered to be a good mother, member of society, contributing member of society if you are faithfully showing up to do your work and pay your taxes and don't lean too hard, don't require other people to support you. La 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 and meet la. The this...
0: expectations that are set for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I just. All of every hair of my body is like when I it describe gets ingrown, this because I in, instantly I've re- rebelled against this for yeah. so long. I just yeah. can't yeah. stand this way of being, and yet I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to diss people who are who are happily mm-hmm. engaged in this. I, I apologize if it comes across. But we come way. back
0: to that word happily again, yeah. right? Because yeah. for some, it, it. I think it has to do with what makes us happy, yeah. and and maybe that's worth. I'm um, talking about is sure. what what is it that makes each of us happy, and is it different for everyone?
2: Absolutely, and I think it must be. Right? And there are people who th- absolutely thrive in a structured environment where there's defined hours, defined tasks, uh, or maybe it's maybe it's still goal oriented, and you got the freedom in which to create it. But having that whole container held. Sure. I mean, even if it's not a structural container that somebody else has made for you, then they would create it for themselves. And they would be, you know, holding to that every day. We know the people who wake up at a certain time every day. They've got their routines in the morning. So a perfect
0: example of that is when when I was working in the hotel industry, we had certain jobs that were like that. And a lot of people didn't want those jobs and if they had them they took them because it was nothing else and it and they would get out of them as soon as they possibly could so the turno- the, the turnover in those jobs was really high mm. which meant that um, it it was creating a lot of extra work for us in terms mm. of sourcing people for hiring HR. them training them and 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 within the departments as well right. and one of them was in the laundry it was sweeping the floors and tidying up in the laundry department. And it was Mm -hmm. a huge hotel, and it had a huge laundry. I mean, Mm -hmm. the washing machines, you could put about five people inside. Wow. They were big. Hmm. So what we found was an organization in the city that trained people who um, had uh, down syndrome, and, and uh, but were functioning well enough that they could go out into the world and, and hold down a job as long as the job had a lot of structure in it mm-hmm. and was predictable mm-hmm. from day to day. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't deal with a lot of things coming at them that they weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. But they could do the same job over and over and over. And f- what what was fascinating was that they, they it took practice for them to get into the job. But once they were in it, it made them happy, mm-hmm. truly happy.
2: Again, that sense of accomplishment, yes. the sense of
0: e- f- efficacy. Of having a place to go where they belonged, where they had something useful to do that was going to be valued by the other people in the team, by being greeted every day. This, That, that was happy for them.
2: So I feel like maybe pointing out that while this story is talking about um, the folks with down syndrome right. it that could be really anybody around anything it's kind right? of also it's highlighting neurodiversity yeah and that we have such variety amongst us as humans yeah. and that having a proclivity to work in a certain way is I think a source of strength well and one
0: person's stress is another person's joy
2: and yet, right? if we've got a sense of well, these jobs are worth more, or this position mm-hmm. or this kind of work is more valuable, or this one's going to be paid more, or this one has more esteem or status connected mm-hmm. with it. This is we're doing creates ourselves creates its own
0: form of stress.
2: Yeah, and this is where classism yep. comes out too. When really yep. we're so then yep. we're classisming the neurodiversity. This is ridiculous. So
0: then, if that's the case. Uh, if something gives you joy, but it doesn't, it's not held in, in high esteem in our society. Right. Then maybe you don't feel like you're allowed to do that. Right. Or maybe you can't economically afford to do that and support mm. a family or whatever it is that mm-hmm. you're doing. So we're getting into now all the nuances of: mm. Do we feel we deserve it? Do we feel that we're? Uh, do we even allow ourselves to know what gives us happiness?
2: See, now I've got thoughts running through my head about joy and happiness, the way that it's sold and talked about societally as something that's only accessed through privilege. And yet it's sold to us as though anybody should be able to have it. and had, yep. Because that's how they get us to buy in, with buying more stuff and showing up to do the work so we can buy the more stuff.
0: But I, I also know that in terms of stress, because I was I was teaching some courses about stress in the eighties, and the woman who was providing the materials for it was talking about um, career uh, changing careers in mid career mm. to find something for people that gave them more pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she said that the longer it takes you to train to get into something, the less permission you feel like you have to be able to change into something else that gives you more pleasure. And those people were privileged, Mm -hmm. right? So even within what we consider to be people with privilege, there's also not anywhere near as much happiness, pleasure, enjoyment (laughs) as we assume there would be because they're privileged.
2: But again, those words are bandied about so so much. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So maybe our conversation today is a lot about Taking it apart, deconstructing yep. it, and figuring out what what it means to each one of us.
2: So one of the things that came out in my discussion earlier today was the idea of, you know, ha- happy or not happy, joy or not joy, feels like a, just a binary option. Yep. And what if, instead of that, we imagine that we've got this uh, uh, scale... Uh, like I'm thinking like a temperature gauge or a, one of those swinging arms. It's like, oh, it's here or it's not here. I don't know. A measuring measuring thing. So I'm going to call it the better ometer gauge <laughs> gauge. There you go. It's a betterometer. So this betterometer, <laughs> we go around with our betterometer. And instead of just like, you know, does this bring me joy? Actually just saying, does this make does this feel better? Yes. Or does it make me feel worse? Yeah. And. I mean, we those feel those are quite. That's sub- incremental, right? And those are quite subjective, but that's actually the point.
0: <laughs> well, maybe it is a subjective thing. I yeah, mean, let's w- agree that it is subjective. Yeah, that's right? that's what I'm saying. So yeah.
2: my betterometer what do we sort for, is going to go up for. Something that maybe would make yours go down, but it goes up for me. And if I'm choosing the actions, now granted, we need to do this with self awareness, right? Because sometimes yeah. something that I enjoy might, if I'm not we considering those around on me, might somebody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's that to consider too. But by by again, I'm using your language now. The sorting mm-hmm. um, by by the better auto, betterometer, it it might be more helpful and more realistic in terms of. Getting us closer to those moments of where we're feeling contentment, where we're feeling satisfaction, where we're feeling like, you know, this is okay right now. You know, maybe everything's going to be all right. Even, I mean, you know what I mean when you've had those moments where it's like, maybe it's going to be all right. Well, frankly.
0: Finish your that
2: that is that's
0: gold right there. Those moments. Well, when I broke my foot last summer, Mm. I never knew how much pleasure I was going to get out of being able to walk up the stairs. (laughs) Yeah, and that was that on my betterometer at that time. That was that was high, high up. Yeah, right because it's situational. Yeah, I hadn't been able to walk properly for three months. Yeah, going up the stairs was a
2: big deal. Absolutely, and. If somebody would have asked you in that moment, how does this feel? You'd be like, great. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. And yet anybody from the outside was like, are you feeling joy? And Well, maybe you would have the first time you climbed the stairs. I was feeling yes, joy. Yes, I
1: am. Yes. Exultation. It and was,
2: it was momentary. Yeah. Right. So yep. that reminds me, now you've, you've edged into the territory of where we've got our next song our next lined song. up here. Yep. Um, we've pulled up Leonard, Leonard Cohen's anthem, and we did this because of his uh, part, the part of his lyrics where he talks about the cracks, the holes where we've been broken, where we've been wounded, and that's where the light gets in. And you were saying this earlier, Luca, before we got on air, that there – well, actually, I don't need to say this for you. You were trying to say that it, there – you were wondering if perhaps your underlying state might actually be joy. you want to tell well, like more it, about
0: when, when I'm experiencing something that I don't like, that doesn't feel comfortable – My often my go to place is to wonder about what's underneath that, Mm -hmm. to see what's the cause, so I can work with the cause and not the symptom. Mm -hmm. And more and more lately, I've been going underneath it and surprising myself by finding that there's joy underneath. And I, it, it. Can you give me an example? Shifting my worldview was.
2: I'm putting you on nope. the spot. By I, I, yeah, for the let examples. me let's let's you listen to this song,
0: okay. and I'll think about it while the song's playing, and see if I can Sounds remember perfect. what it was.
2: All right, so we're going to take a minute here, and we're going to listen to Leonard Cohen's anthem. And while we do this, I, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge Leonard Cohen struggled with a lot of depression. Yeah. And his what life, gorgeousness, and his music helps it's cathartic for so many of us and it and it is beautiful and it gives so much pleasure and it probably did for him too but that doesn't mean that he would have called himself a happy person or a person who was experiencing loads of joy let's um take a listen now to Leonard Cohen's anthem we'll be back in the studio for in just a few minutes
3: at the break of day start again That's how the light gets in. We ask for signs. The signs were sent. The birth betrayed. The marriage spent. summoned up a thundercloud They're gonna hear from me Ring the bell that's still pick up the mind
2: Snuff is coming up at the top of the hour. And right now you're listening to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. We just listened to Leonard Cohen's anthem. And uh, some of the lyrics that were standing out to me was, Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. Of course the lines, there is a crack in everything. (laughs) That's how the light gets in. I love that. Ring the bells that still can ring. The whole point is just because you don't have the full complement of whatever it is that you think you're supposed to be able to have in order to make a joyful noise, mm. ring the bells, you still can. Find the, you know, yeah. Yeah. embrace it's, what yeah. is if it's there. it's not
0: perfect, it doesn't mean that you don't have anything anymore. Mm. Uh, and that's important. And I, I, you asked the question before we listened to this song about when, when uh, what's an example of when yes. I found the joy underneath. And I was thinking about, I had a, a really challenging situation with a client last summer, um, where it was becoming more and more difficult for us to get the work done that we had agreed to do, mm-hmm. and I was feeling like um, I I wasn't successful as mm-hmm. as the in the coaching that I was trying to do. And when I went underneath it to look at what was going on that I needed to know about, what I found was joy, and that was not what I expected to find. Mm. And not only did I find it for me, but I found it for the client as well. And so, th- and this makes me really curious because I haven't figured out yet what that what that means. Mm-hmm. And it came with the label, "This is joy." I mean, I I saw it
2: as. The light that comes through the crack. So it wasn't necessarily that you were experiencing a feeling of no, elation. You were just no. able to recognize. I that was that recognizing
0: was was that it was like it was being shown to me as this. What's under here is joy. Here's here's how it comes through. It comes through the crack. Hmm. And 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 they and it came with the label joy on it. Mm-hmm. It was told it was joy. Hmm. And I and I still don't completely understand it, but I but i resonated with it in the moment mm-hmm. it was i didn't feel like i wasn't being told the truth it felt like i was being told the truth but i didn't really understand the application of it yet right right and it came and it it, it led me to wonder is that is that our natural state to mm-hmm. be to be joyful as in n- not when we're in our earth suits right right it, are are we beings of joy um that that we we are experiencing something as an experiment on this planet, and part of that experiment is um, e- uh, experiencing all of these different states yeah and and, and positive and negative, right but moments of happiness, of depression, of anger, of w- all the different yeah. um forms of of expression and and perception. And that under it all is joy. It's like under the ice is water. Or
2: maybe. what if you could even say just like white is the light is, that has all of the colors. All the colors in it. In it. Yes. that's joy. And maybe joy has is, all the colors in has, it. Has has the ability to experience mm. all, all of, of the emotions yeah. in it. Yeah. And maybe
0: it feels so powerful and such and such a peak experience because everything's in it. It's all accessible but maybe our experience down here isn't necessarily about experiencing everything all at once but mm-hmm. it's the it's the um taking it all apart and experiencing the parts of it mm-hmm. it's it's a
2: a multiverse right So we're rapidly running out of time here I feel like doing a quick sum up of where where my takeaway is from yeah. this today and that is that I don't know that I want to orient myself around the words joy and happiness. I feel like they send me off looking in the wrong corners. Okay. Um, if I stop to ask myself, am I kind of like what you were saying sorting for? Am I, am I, Am I in alignment? Do I feel like I am being my true self? Am I listening to my intuition? Am I engaging with people that make me feel stronger and feel more possibility? Um, Am I feeling like my work is a contribution to the world? Whatever work, and I'm using air quotes here, looks like for me, my presence in the world, my contribution to the world.
0: Do I feel heart-centered? Do I feel connected yeah. to other human and so beings?
2: I'm not going to feel all of those things all of the time. But am I encountering them occasionally, even through the day? Do I encounter a couple of them in a couple different moments through the day? That actually... And do that, I stop and ask myself fuel.
0: whether I'm encountering them? Mm-hmm. Do I, before I go to bed at night, say, w- what were those moments during the day that I appreciate?
2: And am I valuing those as... Gems rather than just, well, it's, but it's not joy, or oh, I don't know that that means happiness. Yeah. And knowing that my betterometer is my own, it's going to be and different than other people. Maybe this
0: is an ongoing meditation. It maybe is. Maybe we need to come back and visit it again in the future.
2: Yeah. And so until we do again. I um- wonder what's around the corner. <laughs> Essential
0: Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halleck's Power Sorcerer.
2: And Rebecca Mears, certified
0: coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself.
2: Luca can be reached at www.lucahallux.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, 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 Oh, ah, 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 ah. Ah, ah,
1: happy, 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 happy. Boing, 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 boing,
3: boing, 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 boing,